shall we bow our heads again for prayer. Father, tonight we lift you up. Tonight we exalt you. Tonight we magnify you. We pray, Lord Jesus, and thank you for an opportunity, Lord, to share your word. We are praying, Lord God, that you will touch every one of us, touch our ears, touch our intellect, that, Lord, we will be receptive of this word. Father, I pray and commit every part of my being into your care. Father, I pray that you will grant me the eloquence of your word tonight. Father, I pray that you will touch me, mighty God, and, and, and empower me, mighty God, to speak your word with power. Father, that, Lord, we will all be blessed with your word that will come forth, even to the glory of your holy name. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Brethren, we are living in challenging times. We are living in challenging times. And so we need to be prepared at all times. The Lord is amazing. His mercies, they endure forever. He has made a way out for us that even in these trying times the waters will not overpower us the fires will not impede us the obstacles in our pathway will not prevent us from getting to him and getting to know him but we must play our part Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Revelation. It's the epistle of John, which is Revelation. And we are opening to the third chapter and verse number 14. I'll read through to the 19th verse, interjecting variously. Shall we read? And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked 
I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou may seest. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Amazing piece of scripture, isn't it? But there are some nuggets of truth that we need to carefully consider tonight. These words are authored or spoken by the Lord Jesus through the pen of John. He was at the beginning of creation. He was a witness and he is writing these things to the church at Laodicea. Verse 15 says, I know thy works. I know all that you are doing. Church, the Lord knows everyone on this platform and the Lord knows what every one of us is doing. Don't be deceived at all. Don't be deceived. The Lord knows your works. And to the Laodiceans, he's saying that they are neither cold nor hot. Neither cold nor hot. It means that they are doing some of the things, but they are not doing some of the things. It means that they are doing the things, but they are doing it half-heartedly. They come to church, but they come half-heartedly. They come on the call, but they come half-heartedly. They come sometimes. Sometimes they don't feel like that. They, they don't feel like it, and so they don't come. They, they, they pray sometimes, but sometimes they say they are tired, so they don't pray. They are giving offerings, but sometimes they withhold, and they withhold so much. They pay their tithes, but sometimes when the money is too much, they are able to decide that as for this tithe is too much, let me reduce it small. They are neither hot nor cold. And listen to what Jesus said to them. He says, I would that thou wert cold, wert cold or hot. It means that from Jesus' perspective, this middle ground of doing some and not doing some is totally unacceptable to him. And his desire was that you either be hot or you be cold. Then he can he can he, he, he has a clear mind. I think when you are cold, he knows that he has to work on you. But when you are neither hot nor cold, he, he doesn't know what to make of you. Listen, look at it this way. When the weather is very hot, 
What is the kind of drink that really is pleasing to you? It's a very cold drink. I used to enjoy cold drinks so much. So, so, so much. I used to say, when I'm asking my children to get me water, I say, bring water at zero degrees Celsius. It must be ice cold. Cold because the weather is hot. And that is the way I will enjoy the cold drink. When the weather is also very cold, these days it's getting a little cold. It's not all that cold. But at this time, who wants to drink something cold? Nobody. It is the hot drink that everybody wants to sip at. You sip it. When it's cold, you sip. When it's hot, you sip. You cannot drink all the cold things at once. You cannot drink all the hot things at once. You sip. And when you are sipping, you are actually enjoying it. So Jesus wants to, to enjoy you. He wants you to be hot so that he will enjoy you. And cold so that he doesn't bother. <laughs> you see, but this position of the Laodiceans, where they are neither hot nor cold, listen to what he says he will do. I will spew thee out of my mouth. It means that you, I cannot swallow you. You, I cannot have you inside of me. You, I cannot be one with you. I cannot. So I will spew you out of my mouth. That's a dangerous place, isn't it? But look around you. Look at the church today. Look at the number of people who are lukewarm. Sometimes we can see them. We don't need anything to tell us that this person is lukewarm. You can tell from their attitude towards the things of God that these people, they are lukewarm. They have not said that they will not come. They have not said that they will not give offering. They have not said that they will not pay tithes. They have not said that they will not come on the call. But everything they are doing they do in half measures. There's an English word uh, proverb that says that things done by halves, they are never done right. And so all of the things that we are doing half and half, trust me, we are not doing them right. As a church, maybe over the years, we have been doing so many things half and half. We have uh, uh, different ministries in the church and the different ministries are ministering half and half. We sometimes do something, sometimes we don't do. The choir sometimes will minister, sometimes they will minister. The, the women's ministry, sometimes they will do their ministry, sometimes they will not. The men's ministry, eh, 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 I didn't say anything to but we are doing things half and half in so many departments. The time has come for us to be careful about those things that we do half and half. There was a time when you say testimony, 
You see, God will be sitting there. Oh, who has a testimony? Then he will sing some song. Then who has a testimony? Before somebody will finally lift up their hand and give a testimony. Is that not a half measure? If you have a testimony, are you not excited about the testimony? Don't you come to church all excited? And even if we are going to jump the, 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 the testimony time, you want to stop us. How many times Minister Collison has, has stopped us in our tracks because she has a testimony and she will share the testimony whether there is time or there is no time. She will share the testimony because she is hot about it. Is that not it? Church, we need, we need to be either hot or cold because the Lord Jesus says that I will spew you out of your out of my mouth because you are neither hot nor cold, but you are lukewarm. He will spew you out also because you say, I am rich and increased in goods and have need of nothing. You see, fortunately for our church. We do not have some of the super rich amongst us. And I'm saying fortunately. Because the rich have a certain problem. Which sometimes when I stand far off and I look. I also want to be rich. Old, but when I stand off and I look at what they are doing. Then it scares me. Because I see that they have a certain problem. Look at what the, the Jesus says the rich are saying. Maybe they don't say it with their mouth for us to hear. But look at what they are saying. They say, I am rich. I am increased with goods and have need of nothing. This is what they are saying. I had a ride this week with somebody. As soon as I sat in the car, they are listening to me, their projects, the things they are on their way to buy and how much is costing them and how much you, know, you, you, you wonder is this, if this is what money will do to us then maybe I don't want it all if this is what it does then maybe I don't want it the rich have a problem when you can say that I have need of nothing, huh, there's something wrong. How come that you, you need nothing? What, what, what are the things that you are measuring that you think you need nothing? It means your measurements are all based on these earthly things. That's what you are calculating. And you are looking at your bank balance and you are saying that you need nothing. Hey! Be careful, you need something. You need Jesus. You need his salvation. You need the blood of Jesus. You need angelic protection. You need angels all about you, carrying you in, your, in their arms, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So how come that the rich can say in his heart that I need nothing? And look at what Jesus says, that when he is saying that, at the time that he is declaring that he is rich and he is increased in goods and he has nothing, 
He does not know that he is wretched. He does not know that he is miserable. He does not know that he is actually poor. And he does not know that he is blind and naked. Hey. Hmm. At the very time that the rich is saying in their heart that they are rich and they are increased in goods and they need nothing, actually, their actual state is that they are wretched, they are miserable, they are poor, they are blind and naked. Are they not to be pitied? You are naked, but you are blind. So because you are blind, you can't see your nakedness. Jesus provides a counsel. A counsel is an advice. In this country, we have the council of state. They are supposed to advise the president. But do you know that the articles that establish that council also establishes the fact that the president is not bound to their counsel. He can take their advice or refuse to take their advice. So then the question is, how useful is this counsel? But it is useful. And it is the same as the Lord Jesus' counsel to us. He says, I'll counsel you to buy of me gold. Gold which is tried in the fire. That's what he is counseling you to do. To buy gold. Gold which is tried in the fire. That's Jesus' advice. Because that gold, when you buy that gold of Jesus, and it's only Jesus who can give you that gold. It's not like the gold of the earth where you scheme and then you go and destroy some river and you destroy some mountain and blast something. No, 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 no. It is only Jesus who can give you this gold because this gold does not lead to environmental destruction. It is the gold from God himself. And he says that when he gives you that gold, that thou mayest be rich. That is the wealth. That is proper rich. And then he says that he will also give you white raiment. You have proper clothes. You know those white raiments that will be given to us? They are indestructible raiments. They are not raiments that every now and then we have to go and uh, change them. We have to go and uh, wash them. No, they wash themselves. The raiments wash themselves. And so all the time they are pure and they are white. He says that he will give us that raiment so that we may be clothed. And he says that then our shame, that the shame of our nakedness will not appear because we are clothed. Then he says he will put on our eyes some eye salve. Eye salve is some eye drops or, or something. He will put it into the, our eyes. And because that, he puts that thing into our eyes, we will be able to see. 
Not seeing like those rich people who cannot see that they are naked. We will see that we are clothed and we are clothed in the white raiment of the Lord because he will anoint our eyes with ourselves and so we will see. He says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. When the Lord even speaks these words, he's blunt. He's blunt. He's telling us the truth. He's telling us exactly what he will do, that he will spew us out of our mouth. But look at his love for us. He loves us. And so he's explaining that these my harsh words that I'm speaking to you at this time. Please. Me, myself, I feel so weighted, weighted about these words. And, and I'm, I'm saying them. But he says, I am doing it because I love you. He says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. It means what Jesus is saying here is that he actually loves the Laodiceans. He loves them. And when Jesus says he loves them, it means he really loves them. And he's saying that it is because I love you with all my heart that I am rebuking you and I am chastening you. Sometimes when we are rebuked and we are chastened, it's, it's some of the things that human beings don't like at all, at all, at all, at all. We don't like it. And sometimes when we are rebuked and we are chastened, we actually rebel. And so you see, Jesus is making sure that the Laodiceans will not rebel and begin to say, hey, if we are doing all this for you and you can't see it, then it means that we now we have to find our, our way somewhere. Like some of us do. When we, we are chastened or we are rebuked, we actually rebel. So he's, he's saying to us the reason why he, he, he is rebuking and chastening. He's saying that as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Because of his love, oh, that is why he's rebuking and chastening. So, so even this rebuke and chastening is done in love. And then he says, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Zealous means that you are totally taken over by the thing. You are no longer doing the thing half and half. You are completely immersed in the activity. You are giving your all to the thing that you are supposed to do. That is being zealous. And he says that repent. It means turn away from the old ways of doing the thing half and half. And put everything that you have into what you are doing. Be zealous. Be zealous. Church, tonight, I believe I'm speaking to a church that the Lord loves. I'm speaking to Lata Glory Worship Center. They are like the Laodiceans sometimes. They do some of their things half and half. We do some of our things half and half. Sometimes we do not even prepare properly. I can say for myself, sometimes I do not prepare properly. I, I, I get you know, overtaken by events and then I hastily you know, come 
to church, you know, without the proper preparation that I know I should engage in. But yet, the Lord is saying that He loves us. As for His love, it is there for us. And so because of that, He is warning us. Rebuke is warning. Chastening is warning. Warning doesn't mean that rebel and say that you have given up. Warning means that look sharp and begin to be zealous for the Lord. Begin to be zealous. He hasn't abandoned us. Let's look quickly at Deuteronomy 4.29. We'll look at a few quick scriptures before we um, close for tonight. Deuteronomy 4.29 Oh. Um, whoever is looking at my scriptures is being slow. Okay. Deuteronomy 4, verse 29. 429 says, But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord, so if you will repent and you will seek the Lord thy God, he says, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thine heart and with all thy soul. You see, when you seek the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul, you are zealous. So it's that same word. And he's, he's assuring us, he's, 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 uh, 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 um, he's promising us that if only we will seek him with all our hearts and with all our souls, we will find him. We will find him. He will find him. So it means that he will make us rich and he will put raiment upon us and, and, and he will cover our nakedness and then he will anoint our eyes with some eye drops so that we can see clear. He will do all those things. Let's look at another scripture. Proverbs 8 and verse 17. Proverbs 8 and verse 17. It says, I love them that love me. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. I love them that love me. In fact, tonight, this message, I titled it, I love them that love me. All that Jesus is saying is that love me and I will love you back. If you love him, you will be zealous. If you will love him, it means that you will not be lukewarm. You will be hot with this love. You will be full of this love so much so that you will constantly be hot. You will be hot, 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 hot with this love. And so, I love them that love me. That's what Jesus is saying. So once you love the Lord, once you love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your mind, he will love you back. And when he loves you back, it means you will find him. Jeremiah 29 and verse 13. I'm picking these scriptures to reinforce what we have just been learning in, in Revelation. Jeremiah 29 and verse 13. So that we do not give up. So that we do not think that it is impossible and, 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 and give up. He says, Jeremiah 29 and 13. He says, And ye shall seek me 
and find me. So the seeking will lead to the finding me. When ye shall search for me with all your heart. Condition is that it must be done with all your heart. Matthew 7, 7. Matthew 7, 7 also says, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Church, tonight, I want to encourage all of us. Jesus is more willing that we find him than we are even willing to search for him. But he's given us this assurance that he just doesn't want to spew us out of his mouth. That is not his idea. It is not his plan. That is not his purpose. That you, 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 you know, sometimes some teachers and so on in this life, they, they, they behave and make us see that they just want the students to fail. That's their whole idea. So uh, a teacher is very happy and very proud to come and say that when he said the exam, only one person passed. Only one person passed, it means that you didn't teach well. Jesus is not like that kind of teacher. He wants us. He loves us. And he wants us to love him back, to return this love with zeal. Church, what are you doing for the Lord? This is a year of his visitation. What are you doing for the Lord? Are you zealous in that thing? Are you zealous? When we say come on to the call at quarter two, are you zealous? Are you watching your, your watch immediately at 6.15 and you are watching to make sure that exactly at quarter two you are on the call? Is that what you are doing? Or you are still, you will come, but you will come for half of it and some other half you leave it somewhere like that. Church, we need to be zealous. We need to be zealous. We need to be consumed by the zeal of the Lord. And as we do so, the Lord says he loves us and he will love them that love him. He will love them back. On that note, I'll say God bless all of you on the call tonight. God bless you. Amen.